Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andy Arnott with... Norm Farrar. And... <laughs> Amy Wees. And this is Seller Roundtable number 26. And uh, we are super, super excited to have Norman on today. Um, if you don't know Norman, you've probably not been in the Amazon world for very long. If you go and look at any conference, he's usually the guy in the back doing the photo bomb or uh, hold, <laughs> holding somebody over his head or um, you know po posing uh, with, with the with a, a, a beard tie or or uh, something quite entertaining. So, uh, Norm, I, I've got to interact with you a few times. I feel like it, it's not been enough, but uh, it's, it's great to have you on and uh, super excited today to uh, kind of talk about your background and and what you're doing now. Oh, thanks. It's a it's a real pleasure to be here. Uh, yeah, just remember the the last time uh, we met up, it was share a ride over to the uh, the one event, and <laughs> that yep. was great. That was, and yeah, and and, uh, and I got to find out that uh, that that you were uh, a fan of Hawaii and lived there for a while, and uh, yeah. that's that's always uh, fun. And uh, yeah, Amy Amy shares that same background, living there for a while too. So uh, we we we've we've all got the love for Hawaii right now. <laughs> The Aloha spirit is on this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, it is for sure. So, uh, Norm, let's get started with a little bit. I always like to to, to learn a little bit of your of your background. Uh, you know, more about you. Share as little or as much as you like. Um, and uh, yeah, just kind of you know uh, maybe where you grew up, where you live now, maybe some things you did in the past, work wise, uh, college, school. Um, you know, any anything like that 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 you'd like to share. Yeah, sure. So. Uh, I'll give you the real, real Reader's Digest version because I'm a real mutt when it comes to work. So <laughs> I've been involved with a bunch of stuff. But I grew up, I was uh, from Montreal and then moved down to Toronto and uh, lived in uh, around uh, the New Hampshire, uh, well, Boston, Seabrook area uh, in Massachusetts for a little while. And uh, then ended up getting into the promotional business. So this is really kind of bizarre, the way that everything's kind of come together for me. Uh, I didn't expect to be involved with e-com. I ran a, uh, a promotions company. The promotions company, uh, the purchasing agent asked me one day back in 1995, you know, whether I wanted to, or if I could put together an e-commerce site for the dealers. And being an entrepreneur, I said, yes. I didn't even know what that was. And I hired a bunch of technicians or, you know, programmers to put it together. So it worked. And right from there on in, I, I started into the e-com business. I've been involved with manufacturing and contract manufacturing. We've owned, uh, and this is a family business, but uh, manufacturing Canada, US. We own two factories in Taiwan, which are technically not owned by us. We've owned sourcing business with boots on the ground in China, uh, specialty packaging companies, um, you name it. And even a tech hub. I had a tech incubator back uh, early 2000s. Uh, 2007 uh, in Tampa for a while. Um, and then one day I kind of stumbled on Amazon and just went to an event and I overheard a whole bunch of people talking about how crazy difficult this was. I'm sitting here going, wow, this is absolutely my perfect storm. So what ended up happening is I went on to Amazon, did it for myself, but I started helping other people and manage their, um, their services. And then after that, I guess the, 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 the most recent uh, uh, acquisition was uh, PR Reach. So uh, I used 
press releases. When I do product launches, we can talk about that a bit later, but I did. And it was kind of like, what was that, uh, that guy back in the seventies? He liked it so much. He bought the company. That's what I did with press releases. I was using them for product launches. They were working. I bought the company. That's fantastic. That's, that's a great story. And I, I love that. Uh, it's common, like, uh, I love going to Amazon conferences because a lot of times, you know, it seems like at least half the time, it's a very similar story to where, uh, you know, a lot of the Amazon sellers are just perpetual entrepreneurs and they're the ones who saw what was next um, and kind of moved into the space. And uh, I, I think it's kind of, you know, coming to the point where, you know, it's, it's fairly well known that there's great opportunity on Amazon, but it's still, um, you know, when you look at it overall, it's still fairly new. Um, and I think that there's still so much opportunity there. Um, but you, you definitely see, uh, you know, people getting into it that, uh, that have kind of the entrepreneurial technology, um, you know, all kinds of different backgrounds coming in uh, to, to get to, together with something that, uh, like you said, is kind of a perfect storm on, uh, on abilities, um, which is fun. Yeah. Now, don't you notice, like when you, when you go there, you'll have all these people and, you know, you're, you're just talking amongst each other and you'll have the absolute entrepreneur, serial entrepreneurs that, you know, going to do their, you know that they're action oriented. And then you have the people that are just there. They, it's, it's the next big thing. It's the gold rush, but they're not action oriented. And okay, I'm going to buy $11,000 worth of tools expecting that they're going to be, you know, they're going to make it and they just plummet because they don't put anything into action. Yeah. So yeah, I completely agree. And I, and I think uh, the other thing is, is it's a, it's a catch 22 with, you know, people learning about other people making money on Amazon. They think that it's very much um, like, uh, you know, like the, the, the Lambo dream, you know, where you just, uh, you can just start and put in a little bit of time and, and you know, an effort and, and be successful. And what people don't realize is, uh, you know, most of the people who are being really successful on Amazon are doing it full time. You know, they're working at it They're every day. They're, you know, watching, uh, you know, videos, they're, they're listening to podcasts, they're, you know, looking at training for marketing or management or, you know, learning how to manage VAs or, you know, all these different skills that come along with being an Amazon seller um, and, and having that skill set um, and, and even just basic uh, business knowledge. And then, uh, you know, thinking that they're just going to jump in, make some money and jump out. And it just, it doesn't work that way. You have, you really do have to put in the time, even with all of uh, our staff, we make it mandatory that they train at least one hour a day. So they get five hours free training. I'll buy whatever course it is and just to expand their knowledge. That's a, that's a fantastic idea. And we actually just started doing that as well. Um, we just bought, uh, 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 you know, just kind of like a, a course where it was just like a basic, you know, one of those things where I don't want to spend the time to write the super basic, basic stuff. Uh, so yeah, we, we just did that for our VAs and, and, uh, and, and we're letting them, uh, you know, learn that way. And then, um, and then we're also doing, uh, you know, training for, uh, some of the people who kind of know about Amazon, uh, have gotten, a, uh, you know, interest in it or just started, but are, are not being successful and, uh, just trying to show them the basics. Right. So um, when you started out, um, when, when did you start on Amazon? What, what year? And, and when you did that, was it uh, trial by fire like me when I started? Or did you take any courses? Or uh, kind of how did you learn, uh, you know, the ropes on Amazon? A buddy of mine uh, got me involved. And it goes back to the ASM days before ASM. It was AM, I think it was AMM. And uh, we, we went through the course and never got involved until ASM four. 
ASM4 uh, was about, I think it was about two and a half, three years ago. And that's where we jumped into it. And it literally was a jump. Uh, I wanted to get my product out there, but I overheard a conversation about this, you know, person that was a doctor and he didn't want to do all this stuff. So I approached him and um, I said, hey, I can do that. And um, so we tried to, you know, <laughs> manage his Amazon account and it worked. Yeah, it's very cool. So um, I, I remember, what was it like, uh, not, not this last ASM, but maybe a one or two before that, that, that you, get, you did a talk. Um, so that you, you, got, uh, you, got, uh, uh, you leveled up pretty quickly there in the Amazon space. Oh yeah, uh, within, the, within months we were doing it. But you know, I had it at my fingertips and that's what I, I have to explain to people is that, look, most people don't have sourcing. They don't have the logistics. They don't, the, the Amazon tax that most people had to pay, I already paid in e the e-com world, in the, in the shipping world, in the what is going on world. Um, is that me or what did I do? Uh, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> Somebody, uh, there we go. Oh, okay, back there. <laughs> I think somebody must have pushed a weird button on their phone or something. I've okay. seen that one before. But um, anyways, yeah, we ended up paying our tax in other ways. So getting up and running in Amazon and finding out especially um, perceived value. So I love talking to people about perception. And, you know, most people get out there and they lose their money. They pay their tax because they go out of the door too cheap. They're, or they're not willing to spend money on, uh, hey, look, if it takes 2,000 units to move to be on page one for this keyword, you got to move 2,000 units. And how do you do that? And you have to figure that out. And the other thing is a lot of people just weren't thinking of it as a business. So we, we had a business. So, you know, the business, we took, and I say we, but, you know, my company, we went exit strategy backwards. We created SOPs. We did whatever we could to make this a business, a real business plan. And if you don't have that stuff, how do you navigate where you're going to go? So that's what I, what I found is most people that jumped in at the beginning just didn't have those tools and they were bottom dwellers rather than, you know, working at the top, getting the best dollar, making more profit, selling less. Yeah, you make a, a really good point there. And this is one that I always kind of, uh, you know, try to, to uh, get people to, to understand is, you know, when you're launching a product, especially if you're, you know, really trying to, to get some traction on it, um, you know, don't expect to, to, to make a profit. And, you know, sometimes a month, two months, three months, I mean, it really depends on how competitive that product is. But people really don't get that, that, you know, investment uh, equals return uh, type mentality. You know, they, they're like, oh, I've spent a hundred bucks on, on my PVC or whatever. And I'm in this, uh, you know, this super competitive category and it, and it sucks because I hate to tell them, but I'm like, that's just not going to work. You know, you, you've got to invest a significant amount of money, especially if you're in something super competitive. Now, if you've, you know, hit the gold mine and, and you know, you, you've got some great product research behind you and you've you know, kind of found the unicorn product that you can launch and it's just going to start selling. It's, that's the exception, not the rule. But yeah, I mean, we, when we launch a new product, you know, we're, you're going multiple thousands of dollars in the hole for multiple months before we start seeing the return. But what people don't realize is, is, you know, you're, you're red for month one through three, but then, you know, month six through 12 and beyond you're, you know, you're growing, you're, you're, you're getting more and more profit every single month. You're growing that product because you're investing, you know, part of that money back into the promotion, the PVC, the things like that. Um, and it's just kind of snowballs. 
And I think that's what a lot of people are missing when it comes to uh, launching products on Amazon, especially today. And proper capitalization. So all of a sudden a product takes off and I've seen this where uh, this recently happened where a product took off. It was incredible. The pack, everything was really great, but the guy went out of inventory three times and then he didn't go the fourth time because he, the product took off he couldn't afford the inventory. So he just, his brand, even though it was a great brand, it just tanked. Oh man, that's so unfortunate. Those seeing those things is, it's just, it's sad to me because, um, you know, like I said though, you know, we're a perpetual entrepreneur. So we're the kind of people who are like, Oh, I got this charge card with 20,000, you know, all right, put it to work. You know, like that's when you said that, that's the first thing I thought of is, you know, when you, when you get into that situation, you know, it's just like going on shark tank when it, whenever you say, whenever somebody says like, oh, I can't keep my product in stock, you can see all the shark tank, you know, all the guys on the, on the panel's eyes get big because they know that, you know, if you, if you can throw capital behind something like that, then it, it's just going to keep growing. Um, so that, that, that is very, very unfortunate, and, but also a very good point. Um, so let's, let's slide into kind of what you're doing now. Now, I, I didn't realize that you, um, you acquired PR Reach. I thought you started it, but um, I'm really excited to hear kind of what, where you saw the opportunity um, and uh, kind of where, you know, uh, you know, where you saw the, the market evolving to and, and how, um, you know, somebody selling physical products, um, you know, should think about uh, press releases and things like that. Okay, you're going to hear a bump in a second. My dog just knocked over a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> that, that just makes it more fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, PR Reach was uh, one of a one of, uh, couple of press release companies that I was using uh, over the last, uh, geez, since 2013. So it was something I was using not only for Amazon, but for other products as well. It just, it, it was perfect for the Amazon world, perfect for the e-com world. So what I was, uh, what I noticed is I went to an event and somebody said that, hey, have you ever thought about using press releases, multiple press releases during a product launch? No, I would do one. So I started doing it and I did 20 over a period of one month and the product stuck. But I was using, um, you know, 90% off discount rates and you know, back, back in the day, the old school. Um, then I noticed that, you know, everything, it, it kept sticking. Every time I launched, it kept sticking, it kept sticking. Then the day came where you can't do the 90, or you can't do what they called incentivized reviews. And so we, we had to change our game plan and we started using rebates. What we're finding is it's working. And if it's a good quality press release with good distribution and you have the momentum, so sales velocity, it, you know, you can match that sales velocity with rebates, you are going to stick all day long, all day long. And we've got case study after case study after case study. Like, it's funny, like I'll talk to somebody, uh, people will, will ask me about press releases or how I, what's my launch and what's my launch and rank strategy. So I go and I, I'll, I'll talk to, you know, everybody for, you know, a little while. I'll show exactly, I'll show case studies. I'll show, and then I'll hear, well, what do you do to rank? And it's like, what are you talking about? I just told you what, what our strategy is. It's what is going on here. There we go. So um, anyways, yeah, we use press releases and it's pretty simple. Um, you know, we'll take, we'll take topics and well, first of all, it all comes down to keyword research and the keyword research um, is very similar to what you do with your Amazon titles. 
So an Amazon title and a press release title have the same power. Amazon titles and or the press release title, that's 80% of your power. And when you release that press release, and if you don't do it properly, it's going to be junk. It's not going to be worth anything. So what we'll do is we'll go out there and, you know, this is just the strategy that we use. We'll go out there and we'll take a look at, um, let's take bully sticks. I use that a lot, you know, uh, so we'll take bully sticks and we'll try to find some really good primary keywords, some buying keywords. Like I know this bully sticks made in the USA, grass fed bully sticks, bull pizzle, uh, or, um, odorless bully sticks. And then from that, we'll look at long tails. So we'll get six, 10, 12 long tails. And we'll just take, depending on search volume, we'll take those long tails and we'll, uh, we'll feed those through the press releases. And we'll feed those long tails through the, uh, um, through the rebates that we're working with. So it's magic. It really is. Like I actually, if, if you want, I can switch over the screen and I can show you some um, some screenshots that we took of our last uh, campaign. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and if you can kind of describe them too, for the people um, listening on the podcast, that'd be awesome. Sure. Just let me see. I don't want to, I don't want to show, this is a client. So I want to make sure I cover up what I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wouldn't be too happy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. Not. So here we go. Uh, just let me know when you can see my screen. All right. Yep. Okay. I'll yeah, we can to... see it. We can see a rank graph. It looks like. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So, on here's the background on this one. Very expensive knife. Okay. Uh, we missed the deadline. The sourcing company we were working with. Um, it was. It was we were supposed to arrive in November before uh, Black Friday. It ended up coming in in December. So we were kind of stuck. We, we only got this into inventory uh, the second, uh, I think it was December the 13th with the first live date. So what ended up happening is we did a press release, a video press release one week before we actually launched. And then um, during the launch, this is the launch right here. We did, it was uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, for the for the month. I believe this was Tuesday. It was either Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then Tuesday, Thursday, then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then Tuesday, Thursday, or all Tuesday, Thursdays. I don't remember exactly, but as you can see during the launch, this thing just went up. This is a long tail keyword that was buried 219 uh, down um, on the 15th of, of December, and it went up straight up. Um, and it's stuck. And as you can see, over a period of time, you never, this is one thing a lot of people for, you know, don't think about when they're doing rebates, even by themselves, if you're just doing a rebate and then you say, oh, you know, I did it for a month, see ya, and you don't do it anymore. There's a lot of competitors out there and you're going to fail. And I hear people say, oh, I'm not sticking anymore. Or are you investing anything back in your product? So, you know, rebates, rebates. And as you can see, is over time, we just stuck. And so I can try to show you the other, let's see, here's another one. So this is a long tail. And then here's another long tail. And it didn't hit as hard as we thought. It actually declined. And then what we ended up doing over here, so you can actually uh, 
I, I think I even have the press release dates so you can see that I'm, you know, I, I, I'm not fibbing when I talk to you about the press release dates, but it was December 13th and 15th were the first two that went out. And this one was December the 13th, as you can see here. And you can see how, you know, this just took off. And it started to fall. And then in April, I think it was April, I think it was April 22nd, we started to hit the press releases again really hard. And it just went back up. And the next one is same thing. This, the, these are the ones that we use for the one primary keyword. I think the next one's the primary keyword. Yeah. So this is the beauty of it. This, there was three, uh, three long tail keywords. We actually used six, but this was um, the, the primary keyword. When I was looking at rebates and I, like I use Helium 10. So I was looking, going through the Cerebro report. It said on this particular keyword, I needed 777, uh, no, 770 um, uh, giveaways. It's a lot of money, especially at hundred dollars a knife. We ended up giving away for the first pop 100 units. And then when we did the second push, we did six, uh, 60 units, so 160. And not only did we do 160 for this keyword, but there was two other um, really great primary keywords. So look what happened. We, we took this primary keyword and it automatically just kind of went up. And look what happened here. It ended up being number one. So this is a very competitive keyword. Um, I think there's 37,000 um, search volume a month. So next. Uh, Norm, can I ask you about this? Yeah. Um, as far as your keyword ranking goes, you keep talking about rebates, rebates, rebates. Mm -hmm. Is there ever a situation where a product can rank successfully without doing giveaways? Funny that you ask. <laughs> I just did a case study on uh, a product, fairly competitive, like a backpack, and um, it didn't rank as well as, it didn't stick as well as with rebates, but it, it went up. And you saw, uh, you definitely saw a difference. But what we did with that one, I think it was two press releases a week for three weeks. And we're still doing it, actually. It's still an ongoing case study. So um, it is working by itself. And, you know, you're seeing some results. But I, I guarantee you, if you just did a couple of uh, rebates in there, um, the results would be a lot different. I think what I've noticed in the rebates is that it's not necessarily that you stop doing rebates. It's that after people do massive giveaways, they stop all of their external traffic going to their listing. And that's yeah. what happens when the keyword goes, you know, when they're not ranking for that keyword anymore because Amazon's algorithm goes, Hey, you were giving me all this external traffic and I was ranking you like crazy, but now people aren't coming to Amazon anymore from off of Amazon to visit your listing. So guess what? We're going to penalize you for that. And so I don't think it's about rebates necessarily. Of course, they're going to help because not only are you going to get tons of external traffic, you're going to get all these great, you know, uh, sales that go along with it because it counts as a sale, right? But, uh, but I don't necessarily think it's all about the rebates. I think it's about the 
continuing to run external traffic to your listing after you've done that initial launch and you've done giveaways or extreme discounts along with your press release. What do you think about that? I agree. Um, it really is. I, I, I forget who, I think it was Mike McClary that talks about traffic blitz. You do have to do that. You have to continually do it. Even when you're doing press releases or rebates, you still have to do it. Now, one of the things I like about, you know, you can run Facebook traffic or whatever type of traffic that you want. But one of the things I like about the, um, the press release is that when you go with a, a, like a good company, you're going to get 500 links on your site for that particular press release, which Amazon loves. I guess it's the whole external traffic thing. And um, Google loves because, you know, it, they're, it, Google loves Amazon. Amazon loves Google. Uh, it works out that, you know, you start promoting a press release with these keywords, you get seen on Google. You get that external traffic because people typing in at Google see your product on as a press release and it shows your Amazon listing. So you get kind of hit twice. Um, without doing like without running any Facebook traffic or you know any other type of uh, social media traffic, but it is a hundred percent. I agree with you a hundred percent. You do need to continually build up that external traffic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Amy hit on exactly what I was gonna kind of mention uh, as well is that you know people it, it, people think of a, a launch in incorrectly. I think I think. Like you said, Norm, I think the, the correct terminology should be a, a, a blitz where, you know, when you first start out, you should be hitting it extremely hard from all different, uh, you know, areas, PPC, um, you know, uh, discount promotions, coupons, uh, if, if rebates, uh, press releases, kind of like my whole thing is like I tell people like any marketing uh, avenue that you can think of when you launch your product, you want to utilize it um, because the more channels that Amazon sees, traffic coming from the more natural it looks, the better chance you have to not get banned or, you know, get run through velocity limits and, and things like that. I think that the more natural, the better. Um, I, I definitely agree that, uh, you know, it's an ongoing, you know, you should start really, really strong, but then you should taper it off. But you know, you want, you want that off offsite traffic to continue indefinitely. You don't want to turn that spigot off. The cool right. thing about a press release is it sticks. It's not like, it's not an ad. It's an organic, thing that lives on the internet. It's kind of like Pinterest, you know, it's like once it's up there, it's up there. And uh, that can, can, if it's done right, could continually uh, send you, uh, you know, traffic from Google to your uh, Amazon listing, or even, you know, to your own like Shopify site, or, you know, whatever your, your goal is, is I think that, uh, you know, if you're, if you're doing that recipe, I think it's going to be hard for you to fail. I think too, you know, the press release is the gift that keeps on giving because you can utilize that press release and now create Pinterest pins and Instagram graphics and draw even more attention. You can use that as seen on Fox, as seen on ABC, NBC, you know, all of that. And it really gets a lot of attention for your product, uh, not only on Google, but as much as you want to use that press release. So really smart, uh, business and brand owners, they're going to take that press release and they're going to use it across all of their social media channels to create impressive graphics that people are going to be intrigued to click on. Yeah. And if you're using a video press release, then even better. So you can take the written or you could take the video press release. And what we do, this is one of the things that um, like we, we always try to uh, build an e-com site with our brands uh, off, -site, uh, uh, off of Amazon. And 
the strategy that we use there is, okay, let's write a press release. Let's write something about research or the benefits of features, something on, um, on the press release side. And then we'll write this incredible blog it's 1,500 or 2,500 words, and it has the same keywords that is over on the press release side, and we'll send them both out. The press release is linked back um, to the blog. So what we'll find is we get a little bit of juice there too, because Amazon is searching for knowledge and content, right? Knowledge and education. They see this, and you know you get your blog, uh, you got you you get your blog um, ranked, and what do you put inside your blog? You take the video press release, you put it inside your blog, and now you become the authority uh, of whatever your blog's about. So that's that's kind of cool. And one of the other things about press releases um, that you find very quick, even if you do one, like I try to when I was doing this way before Amazon. I was trying to do a press release, you know, one a month, I'd have these subscriptions, uh, one a quarter, but I'd get my word out there. And now with Amazon, the reason it's so important is you're a micro brand. Who are you? And when somebody types you in, Amy, you were bang on ABC, NBC, you have all these write-ups. You're the authority of this niche and you could become a bigger authority, but you become, you look more like a bricks and mortar store than just some person that's got a brand on Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. That's th those are uh, great points. And um, yeah, using the, using the old um, uh, Gary V uh, adage of the, of the content pyramid, right? I mean, that's the great thing about a press release too, is you can even take little excerpts of that and, and reuse that um, all over the place um, along with, you know, any graphics of, of websites or, or television, you know, things that, that uh, places where the, that your product's been featured um, or, or, you know, uh, where that press release has, has gone and uh, got you traction on. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.